You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. This is Brooke Devard, and you are listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I have to give you guys a quick disclaimer. When I recorded this episode, I had lost my voice. I had gone to the Beyonce concert the night before. I was screaming for hours. And when I recorded with Alexis and Rachel, I could honestly barely speak. That being said, this episode is really important to me. And I listened back to it last week. And I thought, you know what? I have to release it because it's such an important message. This episode is about exercise and why it's so important for me. I exercise more for my mental well-being than my physical well-being, although the physical benefits are nice. For me, it's about that clarity that you get from exercise, that sense of calm, you sleep better. Everything just kind of feels better when I'm exercising. And when I don't get to the gym, when it's been two weeks without any exercise, I honestly feel like crap. We focus on SoulCycle in this episode. Rachel and Alexis, my guests, are big SoulCycle fanatics, but I am a big believer in any type of exercise, anything you can do to get yourself active, whether that's dance, whether that's yoga, whether that's running, whether that's cycling, anything you can do to kind of break a sweat and get your heart rate going is so good for you. And I think so often we focus on exercise to get a flat stomach or to tone your thighs, but it's so much more than that. And this episode for me was a great reminder of the power of exercise. Before we begin, I want to give you guys one tip that always gets me to the gym. If you sleep in your workout clothes, like your leggings and a tank top, and put your gym bag on the door, before you even know what happened, you're in the gym. That's my favorite tip. It works for me every single time. I hope you guys are inspired by this episode. I hope it um, kind of opens you up to thinking about exercise more for your mental well-being. And uh, I had a lot of fun with Alexis and Rachel, so I hope you guys enjoy. There needs to be more discussion around exercise as a form of self-therapy. So I'd love to know from both you, Alexis and Rachel, kind of what exercise is for you um, and what's your kind of way into it. That's a great question, Brooke, and uh, thank you for bringing that up. I think that as a young teenager, exercise was solely about weight. As I've gotten older, exercise has become something very different to me. I think that Brooke is right in the sense that it really does help one's um, mental state to exercise, Mm -hmm. and it's so much more than 
uh, the physical aspect of what exercise does. For me, exercise is stability in the sense that it provides a certain schedule. So if I sign up for a class, if mm -hmm. I sign up for to meet a friend for a run, yep. I'm committed, I'm held accountable. I agree with that. Yeah. And that makes... Um, and that really shapes kind of my routine and my life. And I just have a good time. Mm -hmm. I love it. Now that I'm getting older, knowing who I am, and become and realizing what's important in life, I just want to have a good time. And I just want to have fun, and I want to feel good. And that's yeah. really where exercise comes in. And isn't it funny? Like, for me, I feel like the way I feel leaving an exercise class is, like, how I used to feel, like, coming out of, like, One Oak. Like, I heard great music. Like, I dance. Like, it's like the new club in a way. I think that... Absolutely. I mean, I'm 26. We're all in our, like, mid-20s. I feel like I don't want to go out and dance because I just can't deal with all the drama. I like going to an exercise class to have fun. Rachel, do you want to weigh in? Yeah, Alexis and I used to meet at a soul cycle class in Union Square that started at 9.30 p.m. And instead of sitting down to a long dinner and having some wine and then going out in heels, mm -hmm. this was the other alternative. Yeah. We'd get out of class at 10.15, have something to eat, and be mentally, physically exhausted and also satisfied yeah it's totally been it became going the out. replacement yeah absolutely the replacement. not that i don't love one oak <laughs> best club in new york shout out rachel do you want to tell i mean exercise for you has become your profession so yeah i had an interesting uh path leading up to exercise becoming my career i teach at soul cycle in new york city uh prior to that i never exercised in my life yeah can you do a squat rachel I can do a squat Excellent. now. But I mean, we all went to high school together. It's fair to say I, I never thought of you as an athletic person. I almost failed gym class because yeah. I had no upper body strength. <laughs> yeah. Two terms, actually. I'm glad to hear you can do a squat, though. So. Thank you. Uh, so exercise came into my life as a form of alleviating anxiety. Mm. And I had never thought that that would be possible because exercise for me was centered around I thought it was only to lose weight, mm -hmm. and that wasn't enough for right. me to get out of bed. Right. Yeah. My mother had told me my entire life, though, to go swim 20 laps in a pool when I got really anxious, and then I would be depleted and no longer yeah. anxiety-ridden. Your, your mother's very smart. Should have listened to her a decade ago. That's sage advice. Um, do you feel like you guys have that increased... So for me, one of the things that exercise does is, especially when you really challenge yourself and you really push yourself, and I actually think SoulCycle is really good at this, um, ma making you push yourself past your comfort zone. I have like this sense, uh, increased sense of confidence when I leave an exercise class where I've done really well, and like you kind of like have that swagger about you. And I do think that, and you can see it in like the trainers. I think that people who exercise often have more confidence. Would you guys say that's true? Absolutely. What I learned from SoulCycle and from one of my mentors at SoulCycle, Melanie Griffith, was that that sense of confidence doesn't have to come from an external source, that mm -hmm. you can create it internally. And I didn't understand how we could be doing that in a dark room with candles. And I, for a long time, chose to stay at my comfort level, not realizing that once you get past, oh, you're going to be sweaty, you're not going to look pretty, your mm -hmm. mascara is going to run down your face that when you push yourself to the next level, not only the increased sense of confidence inside of that room, but you really take it out mm -hmm. to the street. Absolutely. And I, I, I was telling you, I went to this, so I work at <clears throat> Viacom, and there was this panel of senior executives, and it was all of these women that were really powerful in the company. 
and so many of them talked about going to SoulCycle. And a lot of really powerful executives like swear by it. Right, Brooke, you mentioned that they were talking about the Sia song, yes. Unstoppable. Yep, yep. So yesterday in my class, when I played Unstoppable, and I said, just listen to the lyrics, and when you feel it, start to say it out loud. I think she mm. repeats a million times over again, I'm unstoppable today, like mm-hmm. there's nothing in my way. And once you start to say something, even if you don't feel it the mm-hmm. first time, the more you say those mantras over and over again, eventually it starts to right. stick, and you feel that kick in the room with the energy. 100%, 100%. And, you know, Alexis, you went to Soul Cycle a lot as well. And I think what's really interesting to me about Soul Cycle in particular is people are really drawn to it. And you have loyalists. I mean, I felt like an outsider. I went with you to class in Soho and like you were talking to all these people outside. It's like, how do you know all these people? And they're like, oh, these are like my Soul Cycle buddies. And I'm like, so you guys just go to this class so much that like you guys know each other. Like, I don't see that at other places. What draws you to it? Absolutely. I think that exercise and soul cycle are very different in a, in a lot of ways. Okay. Soul cycle, because you talked a little bit earlier about the trainer concept. So mm-hmm. for me at first, there was a trainer in the beginning, this gorgeous Turkish man okay. who yeah. inspired me and told me either through his job or that mm-hmm. he really believed it, that I really could become the best version of myself. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I'm from New York city, born and raised. Yeah. And I don't, and so we've all seen a handful of, therapist, or at least I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any therapist had ever told me that you can be the best version of yourself. That's I had really never heard that before. That's really interesting. And that blew my mind. And I was hooked and addicted. And I have a very um, addictive and intense personality in the sense that this man said to me, Alexis, you can do this and you can be great at this. And that made me uh, feel very good about myself and gave me a real sense of self-worth. And then I saw mm-hmm. these women around me who were feeling that same way as well, showing up at the same class yep. every Tuesday and Thursday at 7.30. And so in those five minutes, even if it was kind of silly, small talk, oh, how was work? How, what are you right, doing right. this weekend? It was still a sense of camaraderie of then they started to like photos on Instagram. And then they mm-hmm. said, who's this person? I said, oh, she's a friend from SoulCycle. Brooke comes to class with me and she says who is this girl and I said oh she you know I see her every Tuesday and Thursday she's one of my you know I see her more than I see you know my own father um and I think people also I I see that people having that relationship with like yoga instructors right like some people are like obsessed with it I'm not I'm not into yoga but some people they are their gurus and they kind of stretch them in their personal life beyond just like the physical and for me that's why I could never like get into like CrossFit or like Barry's boot camp or like any of that stuff because it was just so rooted in just like I don't more... worship. Well, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess it's just like for me, exercise like the benefits of exercise are so far beyond like okay, like Barry's boot camp. It's like you burn seven hundred calories in class allegedly if you do the speeds. And right, so and forth. like that's a lot of calories, but I rather burn half of that and like not be dead afterwards. I don't know. That's fair, for sure. Berries is different than Soul Cycle, though. Berries has a Berries. I don't know if the if it's the same kind of cult worship of the instructors. I think mm. that the instructors they're on um, television shows on Bravo. They have a very high inflated sense of self worth. Not that it's not deserved, right? But I don't think that they socialize with their clients as much. I don't know if if does anyone worship you, Rachel? That's a great question. <laughs> I do Rachel, for sure. Ra- yeah, Rachel, I think Rachel. I think so. I can answer that absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I think yeah. so too. I yeah, think so I too. think so. 
Um, so we talked a little bit about the benefits of exercise, but I think that it's really hard to get yourself from not exercising at all. Even, even if you're someone who exercises actively, I always repeat to myself, don't let two days become two weeks. I know, Rachel, you don't have this luxury of taking two weeks off. But sometimes when you don't exercise for like three days and four days and then you look up and it's like two weeks have gone by and you're like, I don't feel, I don't know, maybe you don't let that much time go by. But I know for me, certainly, sometimes I can get out of it and it's really hard to get back into it. Um, Brooke, I think you travel a lot much more, more than I do or mm -hmm. maybe have a busier social calendar of obligations and so forth. I really need to exercise. Yeah, you I have, make it a priority. I do. I make it a real priority just because it's been a big part of my life for so long as mm -hmm. a, as a almost little girl. Mm. Um, and I think my parents were big exercisers. It was always in my household. My dad was a big tennis player. My mom was a yogi. Uh, so it was this sort of sense of a priority in my household growing up. Part of your day. It was part of my day. When Absolutely. You're a child, then it's part of your day. Absolutely. And that's what I hear people saying sometimes that like you treat you should treat exercise like brushing your teeth. Like it's just it's just something that I do. It's just something that I do. I would say that's correct. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Alexis, you talked a little bit about um, being really addicted to SoulCycle. As I was kind of researching before this um, show, I looked into like the physiological benefits of exercise and actually what makes it addictive. So the better you feel um, emotionally after the after a workout kind of depends on these two chemicals being released in your brain. So when you exercise, your brain's capacity for stress triples, which I thought was really interesting. And it's like a big argument for why it's best to exercise in the morning because it makes you better able to like handle your day. Um, when you're exercising, your body translates exercise as stress. That's like a perceived threat. When your body, when your brain has a perceived threat, it releases these these um, chemicals, so endorphins, which we all know about, which turn pain into pleasure. Endorphins basically like block discomfort and create them into like feeling good. So like when you're really high on endorphins, you can push your body much farther than you could if you weren't producing those endorphins. And then there's which I didn't know about BDNF, which is brain derived neurotrophic factor. And that releases um, repairs and protections for your memory, which helps you to kind of like clear your mind and have positive um, associations. So those two chemicals are highly addictive and they are as addictive as morphine or nicotine and the effects last for the entire day. So if you work out at 7 a.m., your brain producing these chemicals in your body, those effects are lasting until the next day. So when I heard all of this, I was like, okay, so exercise is pretty much like the greatest drug of all time because there's a high with no crash. It's not expensive. Like this is available to us, right? Like we can produce these chemicals in our brain. So like, why isn't everyone addicted to exercise? Well, first of all, getting up it's for a 7 a.m. soul cycle class requires a wake up at 5.30 maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, this is incredible incredibly hard for most people. I can speak for myself saying a, cre a creative New Yorker type who likes to write weird things at 2 a.m. for yeah. my stories or books or whatever kind of projects I'm so um, 
inspired by. So I love the idea of waking up at 7am and being super productive all day, but that's just not my reality. Mm -hmm. I like exercising at night and maybe, and then that's when I kind of get my creative juices flowing Mm -hmm. and that's when I can really produce my projects is sort of late into the night, which is backwards because I know that the smartest and most successful people exercise in the morning and wake up at 5am and go to bed at eight. Right. Right. Live these fantastic, beautiful lives. Um, not to say that I don't, but right. I just no, no, no. am a little, I'm a little backwards. Um, Rachel, what's your 6.45 a.m. class like in terms of like... What, 6 a.m., like, bro. It's 6 a.m. 6 a.m. So these must be like highly productive people in New York City. I mean, people that are living here that take class at 6 a.m. have got some serious shit to do. Unless they're going back to sleep after. No, oh. they're not. <laughs> they're absolutely not. No. <laughs> you, you de- they, I, they, when they show up at 6 a.m., they are there to get their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear my jokes about Taylor Swift. They don't want to, thank you, they don't want to hear a throwback Hillary Duff song. Aww. They want the most intense workout they can jam into 45 minutes. There's a reason they're not going to 7 a.m. Because they're getting to the office. Someone told me when I started SoulCycle not to send a text message after class because of what you were just speaking about, the endorphins. They said you're going to feel so high, you'll say something, (laughs) it's like like being drunk, don't drunk text. So I always keep my phone in my bag until I've calmed down a little bit. It's like you'll say something you don't mean, and quite honestly, it has happened before. And I'm like, oh, I was so happy, I felt so good, I was on this high horse, I was feeling great, and I didn't mean that shit at all. That's so funny. Would you say that in that 6 a.m. class, it's an equal split of men and women? Yes. And are men as good at soul cycle as women? Because in my personal, from what I've observed, I see a lot of girls killing it, but like not necessarily the guys. Would you say that most women are better dancers than men? Yes. Then there's your answer. Okay, interesting. It's all about the beat. Okay, interesting. And anyone can learn, just like dancing. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. In my, I take um, Physique 57. Excuse the sirens uh, whizzing by. I take Physique 57, which is like a ballet bar class. In my entire time going there, I've seen one brave man. I've never seen a man there. Have you, Alexis? At Z57? Like a bar class. I have. I have. Really? Uh, it's, it's rare, though. It's rare. It's You see more men at bar classes in Los Angeles. Uh, my, oh, God. Uh, my sister... Oh, yeah, she's uh, at SLT, right? So my sister used to work at a oh. studio called MDR. Now she's at oh. Cycle House, which is sort of the baby sister of Soul Cycle, uh, if you will. There's only two st- studios. It's okay. spinning. But... She was at a at a Pilates esque studio, and the Lakers came. So it is good because it is a great workout. Yeah, that sort of Pilates bar yeah. strength training. Yeah. They used to. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have football players take ballet classes. Yeah, I've heard that. Right, I've heard that. Unless that's just old wives' stuff. No, no, I've heard that. Brooke, I mean, oh, sorry. no, no, go ahead, Brooke. I want to talk about something that you brought up just now about how it's available to all of us. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Soul Cycle is very expensive. It's about $30 a class, not counting the shoes or the water. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I justified this to myself was that I was not going to happy hour or I was skipping right. shopping yeah, exactly. or skipping a yeah. night out of, a, of yeah. dinner. But that's a very conscious decision. I think right. lots of people make that choice. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing when I buy a $12 green juice. Like, it's... All of this, basically, this like healthy, active lifestyle is a very expensive lifestyle. But when I said it's available to all of us, like these endorphins in this high, you can go lace up your tennis shoes and I could go run along the Hudson River right now. You know, like 
exercise is available to everyone. You don't have to necessarily do it in a class format. I think it takes a lot of willpower. So yeah. what I've realized about myself and the reason why I've been drawn to like classes and why I did class pass for a while is I don't have enough willpower to like leave it up to me. I have to have the threat of like losing money if I don't show up. I have to I have to sign I have to schedule the workout for it to happen. I can't because if I can just go back to bed, I'll just go back to bed. And also the idea with SoulCycle and classes is other folks will say, where were you on Tuesday? What happened? Or what was going on? Or we didn't see you. Where have you been? Oh, people do that? Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. Where have we seen? We haven't seen you in months. It's embarrassing. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, it's embarrassing. The thing about the lacing up your sneakers and going running for the Hudson River, that option sounds a lot less appealing than having a very <laughs> sexy man say, you look so sexy tonight. Let's hey, you don't like it when sexy. I say, Tayback, you or, look so I'm sexy I'm sorry, or tonight. a very sexy woman saying you look sexy tonight. I agree with you, Brooke. The, the classes is really the motivation. Absolutely with the losing money, but just as much yeah. um, the, I, the somebody else motivating you mm-hmm. and saying, how, how far can you push your body? Yeah, and that sense of community also. A sense of community is huge. It really struck me what you just said, that without the commitment or without losing the money, you're not going to get up and go run by yourself. For me, this job, it's the most dedicated I've been to anything in my life. Mm-hmm. I had a puppy that I couldn't take care of. I know, I that remember. The dog did not get trafficked. It's at a good home. <laughs> I had relationships I could not maintain. I've had jobs that I would roll up to hungover and sit there for eight hours and be semi-productive. This is the first time in my life, in my, what are we, mid-20s? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, mid-20s, that the commitment is unwavering. If I don't show up at 6 a.m., yeah. that's it. I have to be there. I have to take care of myself. And that, that speaks to the same, the confidence, the determination. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what comes through in the classes from the instructors when you're giving so much we want to be there and we have to be there and that's changed my perspective on so many things that I've chosen to pursue creatively Mm -hmm. professionally friendships it's impacted the way that I see the world yeah because in a way you teaching that class you're really showing up for people like you have to bring and I've seen you do it like back to back no matter how you're feeling like before you walk into that room once you're up there like on that podium like you're there and you're present and you're giving everyone like your full energy. How I feel doesn't matter. It's how right. the writers feel. It's like very selfless. It's like a performer, right? It's or it's like great. mindfulness, meditation mm-hmm. all day long. This is where I am. This is where I choose to be. And I'm in this moment and you give it your all. Something that I had mentioned to Rachel, because Rachel and I talk a lot about what um, instructors say that we really like, that really speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, and Soul Cycles in a number of cities right now. And I was in, I visit uh, Los Angeles quite a bit because my sister lives there. And I took a Soul Cycle class with Elizabeth, my sister. And it was Thanksgiving. And the teacher said, no matter, it was Thanksgiving Day. And they said, no matter what, no matter who your family is, no matter where you are, Soul Cycle doors are always open. That's very, very powerful. Mm. We don't close ever, not one day. Because it's your family and it's there and yeah. it's always there for you that goes so much more beyond the Exercise. endorphins yep. and the body changing you yeah. I always kind of laugh when I see these stories on the soul cycle blog when it says like I lost 20 pounds and I feel amazing and I'm like well that's fantastic but I love it also when they go into kind of right. what Rachel was just talking about about how their lives have really mm-hmm. changed that's really what it's about yeah and I think 
I, I think there is that balance because it would be silly to not mention the physical benefits. Like when you, especially now that it's summertime, like when you, you know, put on like a little dress and like, you're like, my stomach's flat, my legs are li-. like, when you look good, like you feel good. Like it's, you know, let's, let's not pretend like we're kind of like above vanity. I think that <clears throat> the benefits of doing any form of exercise, the physical is part of that. But I think that what's good about the way that I'm, for, I'll speak for myself, the way that's, what's good about the way I approach exercise now is for me, the win is doing the exercise. It's not losing weight, right? So like for me, if I've worked out 15 times in a month, that's a win no matter what the scale says. And I think that more people would exercise more often if they had that approach where it wasn't like tied to a specific result. That's also kind of um, a similar mentality to SoulCycle in the sense that they don't tell you how many calories you've burned or how many miles you have logged. And that's really what kind of what shifted my viewpoint of exercise in that way, Mm -hmm. because it's not saying you've burned off this or you can now eat this. It's just saying, how good do you feel? Oh, how, I how hard do you have you worked? instructors. So I take, I take so many different exercises classes. Like it's insane. So I see a lot of different, uh, teachers. I hate when like someone leading a class is like, now you can go burn off that. Like now, oh, you, I agree. now you can go eat that cupcake. It's, it's like noxious. It's like, I'd eat it anyway, dude. Relax. Exactly. It's yeah. like, can you not belittle me? Like, it's, it's offensive. Yeah, that, that was my only introduction to exercise, if you will. I danced professionally as a child. Mm-hmm. And as an eight-year-old, we were gossiping, oh, whose parents got the phone call that an eight-year-old needs to lose weight, otherwise they're going to be thrown out of At the ballet school. Old. Yeah. So the form, dance as a form of exercise breeded an internal conflict of not a healthy image, which is maybe why I stayed away from it for so long. And now what I'm doing is a completely different experience. Yeah, no, that's, I think dance, my relationship with dance is a little bit different because I think Alvin Ailey is really like body positive and you see people with like very different, like, I mean, everyone's really strong. And I think when when you're in the company, like, yes, you have a lot of pressure, but at least for like when I was like a little kid doing like Alvin Ailey dance school, it was really about like self-expression through dance. Um, I, that's actually a really interesting thing about, I take a lot of dance classes. I take ratchet Zumba classes, as you guys know. Um, and I take these classes where we learn like Beyonce choreography. It's from a company called Banana Skirt. If you're in New York City, you should definitely take their classes. They are very, um, that's when I get reminded that sometimes exercise can be self-expression. Like, Dance can just be about, like, how you express yourself with your body. And even, I don't know if you do this, Rachel. I've, I've actually never asked you how you prepare for a class. But do you ever, like, freestyle? Or is it, like, do you get in spot? Like, when you're up there, do you find that you can, like, express yourself? I think so. I think most people do. If you are someone who's moved by music. Right. I was never moved by going to, you know, MoMA looking at, Art. Yeah. I never understood that. It didn't make me feel anything inside. Interesting. And yeah. when I listen to music, whether it be orchestral or you know Drake, I can get chills. I can cry. It makes mm-hmm. me feel something. So, I of course I only play music that I react to. Right. 
And I think you absolutely can lose. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. ...yourself in a soul cycle class, and sometimes... I start by saying, you know, whatever brought you into mm-hmm. this room today, let's honor that intention. Mm-hmm. If you got to sit in the back row and cry and keep your legs moving, if you got to, you know, dance it out, or if you're going to put 15 turns on your resistance knob, like whatever it is, like, let's be true to that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, my mindset is different in every class I teach. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to rock out yeah. and flip your hair a lot. Yeah. You do, you do the like high ponytail thing well. Thank you. I also like when you tell everyone to like close their eyes. Like during the really hard parts. Your bike's not going to move. There's, you yeah. don't need a helmet. Nothing. Nothing. There's, something, there's something about closing your eyes. Because you can't do that in other workouts. Like you're strapped into the bike. <clears throat> Sorry guys, excuse my voice. But there's something about closing your eyes that really makes you like go to like the next level. You have to have the trust from inside yourself to trust yourself that what you're doing in that moment is right for you. That you're making the strong choice to turn your resistance up. You're making the strong choice to keep your body moving whether you want to or not to have that determination. Interesting. And it's short-lived. So I have have a question about this. How hard should an exercise class be? This is a question that I have just in general because sometimes it's very hard for me and I'm like, am I pushing myself? enough like when is it okay to drop your weights and like give up you know um first of all when it starts to really hurt if you feel like you're in physical but i'm in pain pain. but aren't you always in pain during like a heart you know like how do you know am i just being lazy or or does this hurt because it always hurts it always hurts here's my answer you have to really trust your instructor uh that is and that's the kind of idea of soul cycle of building that trust with your instructor and finding somebody that you really like so when i was going to a class in that kind of cult worshiping way of every time if I saw that you know this teacher was teaching at 5 a.m. in you know Nebraska I'd somehow find a train on Amtrak and get there I know but I you know again addictive intense this is how I roll and that's what that's why soul cycle is beautiful but it's a good question what you really I think ultimately for the you know listeners trust your body but if you are comfortable with your instructor and he's saying you can do it and you or she can do it um, and he or she is saying you can do it, then you can do it. I think that that's a lot about but the in a trainer. Class, how many people are in a soul cycle class? You're about 60, right? 60? Yeah. So in a class of 60 people, how can you say you can do it if you don't know everyone's level of ability? I think you say trust your instinct. Trust okay. where you are right now and trust where you want to be. Mm. Okay. I mean, there are um, humans can run or lift amazing things. We see miracles every day. How and that's kind of what soul cycles about. 
how do we know that it's not you, Brooke, or that it's not me, or you're you, Rachel? How do you know that you can't lift 250 pounds? I know that I can't. Are you positive? Yeah. Yeah. You're no. positive. You don't want to hurt yourself. No. Okay. Oh, you're an instructor, but I would like to try just to see what I can do and like <laughs> trust, you trust my truth. Of course you would. You know? I think uh, that I, I really believe in the relationship with the instructor. Okay, so I had to get some tea for my throat. I want to talk about workout clothes. I um, have been splurging on Lululemon and Stella McCartney for Adidas. I am a big believer that the way that you are dressed to exercise impacts your performance. I believe it was um, with Serena Williams. She was talking about um, being dressed by Nike. And she said that the way that she performs in like these opens and these really big competitions has a lot to do with how good she looks. And that really rung true for me. Absolutely. Yeah. The one of one of the two founders of SoulCycle, Julie Rice, said, You don't want to roll out of bed and go to a workout class. Paraphrasing here, she did not say the word schlub, but you don't want to look like a schlub. The as you just said, Brooke, when you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. So you don't just throw on anything you find in your closet. You want to be prepared for it and be feeling your best self. Um, I love, you know, all the soul cycle, soul style really offerings cute. because, you know, there's, there's different apparel for all different shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lululemon branded soul cycle, Nike, and now soul cycles own label. But for me, a huge part before I started teaching, when I was taking classes, I'd wear a baggy shirt. And it had nothing to do with what my body looked like. Mm-hmm. It was a confidence thing. And I remember my first class when I wore a sports bra without a shirt. Mm-hmm. And maybe I, not maybe, I did not have any abs. I had <laughs> leggings that were too tight. I had a little like muffin top going on. But I felt good. Mm-hmm. Also like fake it till you make it, right? Like Absolutely. Even if you're not an expert, dressed as the experts do. Yeah, you gotta do... You, you got to feel good in what you're wearing. That's why I love, like, shout out to Abigail at Nike Lab holding it down. I love all of these design collaborations. Like, Ricardo um, Tishi from Givenchy, his collection with Nike is incredible. Athleisure is such a huge category because I think women are especially invested in looking good even while they work out. And then you get to wear those clothes even when you leave the gym. Yeah, I think growing up for us, I'll speak for myself, going to an all-girls school and then going to, shout out to One Oak one more time, <laughs> going, I love One Oak, best club in New York City for a decade now, um, going out, it always had to be about wearing heels, having makeup on, having, you know, the trendiest outfit, having yeah. the label on, the athletic wear for me is what feels comfortable because it's the first time in my life. Yeah taking away from that all girls school mentality and saying, I'm going to sweat. Yeah. I might look, look like healthy. shit, yeah. but I'm going to feel so good on the inside. Yeah. But it's a I, totally different perspective. Can I say that, that you never really look like shit? Like you always look really good after Sometimes class. I look like a vampire. Well, when you're like a vampire runs. demon, when you're making runs. I and sometimes when I put on three different types of self tanner, like oh, doing okay. a test yeah. and then it bleeds onto all of the towels. You know, there are moments, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. I mean, I know that I asked you, it was like a year ago, I asked you about your skin regimen. I was like, your skin is always, I mean, Rachel never has, you can attest to this, Alexis, she never has 
like your skin's always flawless. It is very flawless. I was like, so what do you use on your skin? And you were like, I do the hours of Soul Cycle every day, and I drink a lot of water. Sweat. Sweat. Yeah, it's good like, for your hair. It's good for your body. It's good for your skin. Yeah, sweat makes you really pretty. I think. Thanks. Yeah. I sweat a lot. Yeah. Alexis, what about you? You're like not into the fashion. Fashion. Fashion is not even really. Uh, it really a concept for me. I mean, I've rolled up into Soul Cycle like in period Soul Cycle dripping pants, and it's just been really disgusting. also men's boxers. Yeah, and men's boxers. I hate like, when she does like that. Uh, sometimes my wait. boyfriend like I don't I would want men's to, boxers. So my so Rachel teases at six a.m. and every now and then I do try to make it because of what you said earlier, Brooke, about the exercise and early in the morning and blah blah blah. So Rachel's teaching, it's good, it's a supporting friend. I can see my friend have a coffee with her afterwards and so forth. But and then I don't have anything to wear because I'm still half asleep and you know, boyfriend's boxers, I just throw it on. The exercise look to me, you know, I can look like I've just gotten out of Rikers and have just been brutally assaulted and it doesn't really matter. I okay. understand the concept I, yeah. of looking hot. What I will say is fun. What I will say is fun 100% is wearing a shirt that says something hilarious. Like, <laughs> more I issues than Vogue. That more issues than You'll Vogue. You'll have to post this photo. More yeah. issues than Us Vogue. Us wearing matching shirts. Rachel and I both wore shirts that said more issues than Vogue. Or a shirt that says something like, I don't carry a, I carry a gun because a cop won't fit in my purse. Something very just really kind of offensive and Republican and conservative in a New York City Upper East Side class, I really enjoy. I, I don't think, yeah, if you dress, if you feel good in what you're wearing, maybe you'll perform better and show up. But the other side of it is, I always say in my class, whatever it takes. Yeah. So like you got up, you took your boyfriend's boxers probably off of him in bed and rolled up. Sure. Like that's great, whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. What I also like, I, we keep coming back to Soul Cycle, even though there's so many exercises out there. But are there? No. <laughs> <laughs> just Only bikes. Cycle. Just but bikes. What I do like about Soul Cycle is they turn the lights down. So in most classes that I take, the lights are on, so you are very aware of the other women in the room. In Soul Cycle, you have that ability to kind of disappear into the darkness, if you will, and I think that it helps you to focus on your workout. Absolutely. What did someone say to us? An instructor said we were looking at ourselves in the mirror. To not look in the mirror and just focus inward, look in. Maybe that was it. So that's I, interesting. And a that lot of times people yeah. say, especially in my Pilates classes, they they emphasize look in the mirror. So to focus on the form, though. To focus on your form, yeah. To make sure it's accurate, because yeah. then you'll get the best workout. And that's an ideally for Soul Cycle, because it's really not about the body or the shape. I have a hard time that though, regardless, and maybe that's just me. I'm because I always I. I do like to look at the women that are in the class and see that they're working so hard and look so fit and yeah. look amazing. And that's very inspiring to me. That's very exciting. That's You, you bring up a really interesting point about the people around you. Oh, did you, did you want yeah, to- I think the darkness provides a different opportunity. Aside from checking out your form, in the dark you have to internally struggle a little bit more. In the dark you have the opportunity to sit down and zone out and mm-hmm. say, I've given up. But in the dark, you have the challenge to say, I'm going to make the most of this. And no matter who's watching and who's giving me credit and who's there to give me the applause, you got to find it from within and force yourself to keep going. And that's a big thing that you, I was going to say that you preach, but you're not a preacher, but that you um, communicate in your classes about not cheating yourself, showing up for yourself and not faking it. Because at the end of the day, you get the workout that you deserve. I think that resonates in so many different ways. It's about, you know, of course, touching your resistance knob and how far can you push yourself, but also proving to yourself that you can surpass 
the limit that you've created in your mind. And that doesn't necessarily mean pushing the 250-pound weight that Alexis wants to pick up, Mm -hmm. but just challenging yourself. And I think in the darkness, we're afforded the opportunity to not say, this is what I look like in the mirror, and this is what I know I'm capable of. I have girls who can hit every beat, hit every movement, but they have no resistance on. What happens when you take a chance on yourself and you you have to allow yourself the opportunity to create change. Otherwise, you get stuck in the same place. Mm-hmm. And that's boring. That's another thing that's really great about doing the same work, types of workouts over and over again. You create opportunities for yourself to push yourself. So even if it's the same workout, you can turn your resistance more. You can take up you know higher set of weights so that it never becomes just doing the same thing over it's never monotonous no yeah and even when instructors just back in soul cycle do the same routine and the same music and the same thing a couple of times and then shift it but because there are a number of them i would say definitely not rachel because she's pretty good at shifting and rachel's cringing right now except although i do request though that she plays lucky by britney because that song is incredible incredibly oh boring to me and very spiritual like i have i have a side like side if tears come at night why does she Did keep you crying she has everything no it's I, just it's beautiful it's go ahead beautiful, about lucky it's beautiful lucky song. is it's inspiring it i changed played, my life thank you Brittany. it's beautiful <laughs> I played the music video for my husband my turkish oh. husband <laughs> it's and a I, great I video him, I said, when this song came out i used to play it in my room and cry he was like, are you kidding me? I it was, was like, so meaningful. This was such a meaningful song to me. I'm so offended. And he was like, this is the worst song I've ever heard in my really, life. Really, Avril Lavigne, my happy ending, does oh, it for me. Really? I like the more aggressive beat, like the stomp it out. Got it. Yeah. I guess I don't know what my, like, like what music do you guys listen to to, like, really, like, get in the workout mode? For me, like, Beyonce, obviously. Um, classic Eminem, if you only had one shot, one opportunity. That's, that's, Lose Yourself is Lose Yourself the is very meaningful. song. Yeah. It's very meaningful. Um, that song, anything by really Eminem 2002, I really, really am hardcore 2001, 2002, like <laughs> Jagged Edge, Where the Party At. Yeah, but we, we could switch that up. What about any, like, One Republic song? One Republic. Oh. Nah, it's not chills up and down my What's spine. What's the song? Um, I can't sing. We only live once. Oh, you got that one. <laughs> I want to live. No, it's I want to die with you. Actually, that's another lyric, oh. though. That's another. Yeah, that's yeah. the next or chorus. The, hey, brother. Yes, and also you. Pompeii. <gasps> Pompeii. The rumble. Oh, God. What's that song? Um, it's like uh, what was that? Um, the rubble of our sins. And the walls kept tumbling down. Da, 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 da. I gotta play that tomorrow. It's so deep. It I, really goes there. Oh, okay. The music, that's a, Brooke, I really, and Rachel, both of you, the music is very powerful because when you really feel the lyrics in your body, there's mm-hmm. something that really happens. And you said something about the, the workout being the same. In Soul Cycle, you can always change it a little bit because the resistance right. doesn't always be a little different. So right. even if it's the same song and the same routine, it's always a little different. It's, it's what about the lyrics but when you see someone else moved by the music it's the same thing at one oak you see someone like <laughs> dropping it down low no really like you see yeah, someone this, else having an amazing this, time this podcast has been sponsored by one oak no they haven't i'm working on my one oak table <laughs> table sponsorship but when you see someone else at a club having an amazing time dancing to a song you're like oh i want to get on that also yeah. you're sitting some next to someone in a soul cycle class they start crying hysterically and they're living for the moment yeah. you're not like Ugh. you're like shit how yeah. do i get there and I you open your mind to that i want that yeah i also think there's something really interesting that happens in group exercise around the people that you are next to motivating you so when i see someone to my left or to my right pushing themselves it's just my placement and what about 
you are in leggings all day. Oh, yeah. Sweating. Oh, yeah. That must create, like, a very interesting environment uh, down there. Yeah, it's not. Um, I, I made a fatal flaw of I went to get waxed before a class. Oh, you know, God. my time is precious. Wait, so, sorry. You get Brazilian waxes. I didn't yes. know people still did that. Really? Yeah. Caroline and I just had this discussion. Screw like, screw. bushes back. Yeah. I mean, not that. Maybe I'm, it's different because, yeah. like, in leggings all day, I don't want to be sweating with yeah, yeah. all of with that the in there. Like, I feel better just, like, clean, like, prepubescent right. 12 year old. Right. Not yeah. for any man. Like, right. it feels better. It hurts better. so much. We've been, I've been doing it for I don't over wax a decade. I don't wax anymore. I, I, I'll use a razor. I have very coarse hair. It's <laughs> okay. not an option. Okay. So I went to, before a class, I went to get a Brazilian wax, and uh, I put on a pair of leggings, and I had a sweat fest, and I had the tight leggings on, and then pain, severe sure. pain, and I called the place that did the procedure, yeah. if you will, and they said, are you crazy? You're not supposed to sweat for 24 hours. You're not supposed to put on tight clothing. Right. So I learned that lesson. But I will say, you cannot sit around in wet leggings. Okay. No matter what workout you are doing, yeah. you put keep wet leggings on. You leave a fitness class. You walk around them all day. Okay, your ass looks nice in those leggings. People are checking you out on the street. Great. No yeah. one wants that also, but okay. Yeah. Anyway. You keep those on, you're creating an in-hospital atmosphere yeah. for everything that's going on. I am a big fan of witch hazel. Yeah. You put it on, a, what is it, not a cotton ball, like a cotton, cotton pad. Cotton pad. You wipe your tush, you wipe all around. Uh, it negates like Ooh, yeah, blemishes, uh, ingrown hairs. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, if when you have to leave the leggings on and you're running around, like, it's dark. you you get diaper rash let's yeah. be let's call it what it is it's fucking diaper rash so i was like shit i have to buy like i tried baby powder at first okay. it's not it doesn't do the trick okay it's like the preparation h like ointment oh wow you got to lube yourself up got it wow. but look out for the new bougie canned scented right. wonderful lube for your inner thighs there's a runners Really? Runner's thing for inner thighs. Yeah, it's chafing. It's chafing. Wow. Amen. And so my voice is really failing me, so you guys should talk to each other, and I'll just sit back and enjoy. I know, Alexis, we didn't get to hear about your beauty regimen, but Rachel, Alexis, why don't you take the reins, because I can't. Yeah, you didn't Alexis, hear about tell, my beauty regimen. There's no so beauty regimen at all. But no. after Soul Cycle, if you're going if you, if you're going to meet your boyfriend, if you're the going Sephora on a date, yeah, what do you do? So usually, you know, I'm not a big beauty type of girl, but if I want to meet a new date, you know, I'll try to prep and go to Sephora, put on some of the samples, try to run out without anyone, try to put on makeup or sell things to me, and then run to Dwayne Reed and have brush my hair with his sold brushes because, you know, you're supposed to brush your hair for dates and such. But how many people do you think do that? Like, use the honestly, no one. Honestly, it's just me. Just I'm, say that. I'm just, I'm serious. Anytime you see brunette, little, you know, Jewish Park Avenue strands, that's me. Um, and you can tell because it's the curl and that sort of pretentious ugh, judgment. Every I time do, you I brush it, I see you look gorgeous. so great. I have fucking gorgeous hair when I brush it. And Jeffrey, I, yeah. Can I ask a question? Of course. Yeah. This, is, this is your, this you is guys. Our, this is it. This, this is, is the Q&A. This, this is, is us. us. Brooke wants to rest her voice Well, we go way back. We All do, right. Rachel. So what do you find that after you exercise, yeah. if you don't have a glass of Prosecco mm-hmm. immediately That is my after, drink. Yeah. I have bubbles. If you don't have the Prosecco, and you know it doesn't go straight to your head, if when you leave any sort of fitness class, 
do you find that you are your mind I know you're an incredibly talented writer do you find that your mind is clear and you're more able to get in the mindset of being creative and productive I think so, but that's only because of my routine that I've set up. And that's kind of what goes back to what we were talking about earlier about this sort of opening up of the endorphins, that once these endorphins are opened up, I feel like I'm in a more of creative space where I'm able to make more creative work. And that's why the exercise helps me do that, where it's become less about the body and the physical aspect. I don't think either of us have any of the – I don't think it's about the body. It's not in terms of – I mean, it's a you, coping mechanism. You and I have never sat down and been like, oh, that class was work so out, hard. And now we'll eat this, and then we can go drink and right. party no. and one oak. No, it's been it's been about this class. We need it. It's going to do it. It's, it's a coping mechanism. I think that's a it's really good It's an alternative to therapy and drinking and that's, whatever it is. That's a great... Sorry, we voted you off okay. of your <laughs> podcast. Okay. We're having a conversation now, no, and then no. we're going to flip the table on you. I'm, no. Well, I can't talk, but I, I want to, I do actually want to, this was my last question for you guys. <clears throat> do you think that exercise can be a replacement for medication and therapy? No, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Okay. Um, Resounding no from both Absolutely of you. not. I think that you, um, I think that in terms of actual mental health, it's very important to see a professional doctor with whatever kind of feelings you're feeling. I definitely think that exercise is an aid, but it's not a replacement for getting a sincere diagnosis from a professional. Okay. Rachel, is your silence um, means that you agree? I agree. I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that, you know, exercise is definitely a benefit it definitely helps, but it should not be a replacement to a severe mental disorder. If you're choosing between therapy and exercise, there is there is no alternative. I agree. I agree. I think not not as an alternative to a diagnosis, but part of, if you will, a rehabilitation plan. Absolutely. It's an alternative to other activities that are much more self-deprecating so instead of harming yourself in any way it's a different outlet to to extinguish any negative feelings any therapists or doctors who you go to for anxiety or depression or addiction will all tell you to go to the gym to go to soul cycle to go to barry's boot camp to go to physique to do these exercise classes and any physique or soul cycle teacher i would hope if you mentioned to them after class as i've known from from multiple people who have gone and said i'm going through these issues i'm not feeling well would say go see a doctor i think they all come hand in hand but the doctor first Always the doctor first. But as an alternative coping mechanism. Yeah. I think drinking. Instead instead of drinking, instead of harming yourself. What I never equated as someone who personally struggled from severe debilitating anxiety was why would exercise be a relief when there's an enormous amount of pressure to perform? When you feel for someone who has a perfectionist mentality of I have to be the best, whether it's best version of myself is a more healthy attitude or just the best in the class or even worse, if I am not the best, 
then I'm going to feel worse than when I started. The opportunity that for myself, Soul Cycle provided for me was the darkness of the room. You're not comparing yourself. You're not comparing yourself and there's no self-judgment. That's a really good You're point. not looking at yourself in the mirror mirror. If you choose, you are there to work it out. And I spent months sitting in the back row and no one looked at me. Of course you have the chance to push yourself, but you also are afforded the time for the moment for yourself. If you're going to cry a little bit, no one notices. And then you have the chance to work through it in a way instead of confronting it. Of course, the doctor is important, but instead of sitting down in a personal one-on-one intense atmosphere to allow yourself that chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That makes total sense to me. Um, one of the last questions I want to ask you guys that I've been... Thank you, Rachel. One of the things I want to ask you guys is when do you feel the most beautiful? In exercise? In yeah. life. In when life. do you feel the most beautiful? Oh, God. Um, I can, I can answer first, unless unless you're ready to go. No, 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 Brooke. I don't want to burden people with No, 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 no. I love it. Brooke, when do you feel it? Well, I, last night watching Beyonce, I felt really beautiful because she just kept telling us how amazing we were and how we were all queens and how we all slayed. But I can honestly say that I feel really beautiful after like a really challenging, uh, workout class. I'm, I'm a big Pilates fan. And when I feel in touch with my body and when I feel strong, I think that's what makes me feel most beautiful. Uh, I think that's really cool, Brooke, because doing Pilates or um, even yoga, the slow workouts are very hard for me. Uh, just the patience and the focus, and I really admire you and really trust that. And after this podcast, I think I'm going to try at least or yeah, you to, should, to do that. I'm a big fan of Pilates. It's a good, and you know, everyone knows, you know, Brooke's, you know, hashtag like goals for life, every way, <laughs> yeah. shape, and form. But. Yeah. The way that I feel most beautiful really is uh, connection with other humans. When I'm at, whether it's my lowest or at my highest and someone else is right there with me, uh, appreciating that, feeling that, recognizing that, loving that. Um, when I just feel really human and really open and really real and authentic, uh, whether that's in a soul cycle class, right after a soul cycle class, before a soul cycle or class. Even now. Even right now, talking about it, feeling very authentic, uh, that makes me feel very beautiful. Yeah. That's really striking because you've been one of my closest friends for the past decade, and I feel completely opposite. I feel, what was it, most beautiful? Yeah. When I'm alone. Interesting. If I can feel beautiful without any external validation and in the comfort of my own space with no one telling me anything to feel at peace by myself. And that confidence has come from exercise for me. Yeah, that's great. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com